It's bored of low, 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 low. Welcome in, boys and girls. I think we're all in a good mood after that one, aren't we? Show 161, The Pucknologist, our penultimate show of the 21-22 season. It's the After Dark Takeover. Welcome back to your unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, and commercial-free Sharks podcast here on Teal Town USA. Oh, boy, this time around we're going to talk about four Sharks games played this week. Uh, Adidas is being sued. I might have had something to do with that. Uh, did you know that yesterday was the third year anniversary of Game 7? Uh, if you didn't, then you must not have any form of social media. We're also going to announce a giveaway tonight. But first, as always, help us out, man. Remember to subscribe, follow us on all that social media. If you'd like to help support the content we deliver, keep us commercial free. You can always donate using the Super Chat option during the live show or throw a tip into our Venmo jar at Teal Town USA. And if you're not watching this live on YouTube, make sure to add your take in the comment section below because let's be honest, Ian gets lonely. He needs somebody to talk to and give this video a thumbs up. Hey now, boys and girls. Hey, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> this is the angry Canadian robot who actually, I you can hear me, I'm hoping. I, I hear you fine. You might want to uh, check the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better break right. out that Sharpie in a stack of paper. I, oh, man. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah, so... Audio check for everybody in the chat. Can you all hear Ian? Because that's really what it's all about. Uh, Hockey Jerk gave the Sharks the bump. If you didn't think that the that the bump existed, well, there you go. <laughs> the Jerk bump comes. Why is it that uh, Vegas has such a hard time playing San Jose in, in extra frames? We don't know. <sighs> well, look, it's a it's a takeover, so that means we start with the last game first. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Overtime win. Well, overtime, excuse me. Shootout win for the Sharks. Hey, the hell now. Reimer gets the start. Hey, what does it say, Ian, that everybody literally outside of Vegas is rooting against Vegas? <laughs> yeah, I'm. Look, I mean, it's. um. It says plenty. I mean, obviously, look at it, especially like for a team like I was, I was really. It's funny how like my mood has changed in the last 15 minutes because um, I was really salty. I was like coming on. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to spit some venom tonight. It's going to be just <laughs> it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show regardless. But um, I have slightly less venom to spit than uh, than 15 minutes ago. Um, I think it says a lot, especially for a team like like Dallas. Like everyone's like, oh, man, we got to pull for Dallas. We got to pull for Dallas. Like I said this on Twitter. I'm like. You know, when the Sharks are losing, it's like there's going to be a whole lot of talk about how could the Sharks do this to Pavs. Bitch, the Stars have won two of their last six, and their wins have come against the Sharks and the Kraken. So, like, yeah, not world beaters. No, I mean, I mean, you got to help yourself at some point, right? It's like, how could the Sharks do this? I mean, like, how can you do this to yourselves? The the Dallas Stars, they're like they have everything in their favor, and they are doing everything in their power <laughs> to drag themselves out of it. <sighs> Yeah, it's it, 
oh, mind-numbing. At least LA, they get that three-game win streak, and you're like, okay, all right. We're, we're, you know, they, if yeah, LA, I can get behind. At least LA's taking care of their own business, right? And basically has made it impossible for Vegas. Their only path is the wild card. Correct. So, anyway, uh, yeah, this one, I, I feel you on, on spitting some shit. Uh, Thompson gets the start in Vegas because, look, what, dude, what is Vegas doing with? Was it just yesterday, day before, whatever? They even showed it at one point during the game where it's like, uh, yeah, uh, Leonard's going to be gone for the rest of the season. And then, like, Boogner, or I'm sorry, DeBoer comes along and goes, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's going to be here, like, tomorrow starting. I what? Yeah. <laughs> like, does nobody talk on this team when it comes to the goalies? They're, this team's fascinating. This, this is going to be, I think, regardless of what happens, if they make it, if they don't make it, I think this summer is going to be a fascinating summer for the Golden Knights. Um, and I and I don't say that, like, I, I, yeah, I, I do say that somewhat morbidly, but at the same time, like, you know me, like, I like the, the business of hockey, right? Like, I like watching how teams react to things in the offseason. So, yeah, there, there's a little bit of, of morbidity to it because it's the Golden Knights. And look at I'm a Sharks fan. I don't like the Golden Knights. That's just the way it is. I don't like the LA Kings. I don't like the Anaheim Ducks, right? But you also just enjoy certain... chaos. Right, but I enjoy chaos. Like there's so there's certain things where, you know, I think it's it's fascinating. Logan Thompson, I really like Logan Thompson. I'm surprised that he hasn't been given more rope this season. I know they were I think it was who's the other goalie? I think Laurent Bossois. Yeah, Bossois. He's been playing a lot of games for them as well. Um, I'm surprised that they haven't given Logan Thompson um, more leash than they have because I think he's really, really good. Dude, I, yeah, I'm. I don't know what the hell's going on with that anyway. But eh. so, I mean, no team ruins goalies like Vegas. This has been proven. Uh, <laughs> he, he lost Flurry for nothing. Nothing. Uh, look, the top line comes through again after it was mentioned that I guess Bugner kind of sat down with both Timo and Hurdle and said, you know, hey guys, uh, look, I understand we got like five games left. I still need more from you guys. You need to pave the way and show the younger guys how it's done. Be the the standard. Uh, we only have one line. I hate to tell you, it's you. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> that ain't wrong. So hurdle makes it one nothing. Uh, are you surprised that DeBoer didn't challenge for goalie interference on that first goal? Yes, given our history with Peter DeBoer and just like the fact that he usually challenges everything, um, I was surprised a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm glad he didn't because I think that could have been. Um, I think that could have been a call, um, but you know, Peter DeBoer. Peter DeBoer's challenges are abhorrent, so I'm really not surprised because I think that one actually had a chance. So I guess, yeah, now that I think of it, no, I'm not really surprised. So uh, Stevenson ties it on a power play. Certainly didn't take long there. Uh, the, no. For, you know, Meyer, I think, is probably the storyline on this because he takes two stupid penalties, but he, scores, he ties it with a second left. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I was really, I think, and I think that was part of the reason why I was really salty coming into like before kind of things turned for the Sharks there, like in that last little bit. But because, you know, Timo Meyer basically gave the Golden Knights some some bulletin board material. And I didn't really think at least up until the end of the game, he didn't really have the game to back it up. And I, like there, it's one thing to like, you know, 
give Bolton board material and then, you know, have like an okay game. But like to have just like, I thought his game was kind of rough for a lot of it. Like those penalties, both were really dumb. I know the broadcast was saying that they thought that Vegas probably sold a little, but I mean like Timo Meyer's stick was stuck in the guy's <laughs> skate. Like, how do you know? How is that? Sell? Like, how is he selling that? Well, dude, the thing I find so funny about that particular play is I have a specific memory of Brendan Dillon. The same exact thing gets a stick stuck in his skate and it was no call. And it's like the, even the announcers are going, it's in his skate. How do you not call that? <laughs> right. No, exactly. Right. Like that, like it was, it was a clear as day penalty. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I, I'm just liking the chat here. We've got Deborant, which I think should be a word. You guys, you, you, I, we see a couple of Vegas fans in the chat. Thanks for coming in and, and hanging out with us. Yeah, um, but I, I'm, you're, you're welcome to take that with you. <laughs> oh boy so we got uh i mean timo did miss on the breakaway coming out of the box and eh, it is what it yeah. is but uh patchy already goes top shelf again what a what a save by uh by logan thompson on that play though oh yeah hell of a save there but patch already goes top shelf to uh to make it two one dude that's one rhymer has to save that one i was a little like ooh, that's that's the one yeah i mean i didn't like it um but i also didn't like the defense on that play either so it's like one of those things where it's like nothing nothing went right um i yeah i mean it, a little bit a little bit of a weaker goal for for um james reimer a lot but man the, the shit james reimer's done this year i have a hard time being super critical of him at this point oh yeah i mean for me i had him as player of the year for the Sharks in my book. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just it felt like he had the yips a little bit. I was a little surprised they didn't go with Kakinen in this one just because he's been so good and in just a, the small sample size that he's been a Shark. But either way, uh, Carrier makes it 3-1. Then Benino comes in, makes it 3-2. When Roy made it 4-2, I was like, nah, fuck. But Benino comes through again, it's 4-3, and you're going, all right, well, look, it's another goddamn loss in the month of April where the Sharks lose by one goal. Like, literally every game mm -hmm. they've lost in April has been by one goal when you take the, you know, the empty netters out of the equation. It, it's all been one goal, and I'm like, fuck, man, here we go again. But... Meyer comes through, ties it with a second left, not uh, somewhat reminiscent of Barabanov a couple months ago, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then, of course, in, oh, okay, so look, how happy are you that Nieto not starting in overtime? <laughs> I was nervous, right? Because I'm like, I think they have to go for it. Like, if they throw, like, Nieto out there, Gregor out there, like, I'm just, like, I don't, I don't think there'd be anything left in this room for me to do the show. Like, it would just be, you'd just see chaos and damage <laughs> everywhere, I think. Because, like, to get, to get back in the game the way they did, and, like, again, like, we we know the score, right? Like obviously Vegas people are gonna be like, oh man, the Sharks are celebrating like they just won the cup. Man, like, have you watched our season? Our season's been fucking miserable. Yeah, right. Give us our cookies. So it's like, well, yeah, like we'll take this one, right? Yeah, we know we know in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. We're you know, um, you know, one of our teams is definitely not watching playoff hockey. At least our own team. Mm -hmm. You know, the other remains to be seen. Like we know the score. Don't get us wrong, but like, man, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, wasn't it like the Sharks haven't beaten Vegas since 2019? It probably. <laughs> I mean, you would think 2019 was yesterday, but the way the Sharks bring it up uh, on such a regular basis. You're but right, dude, has, is this <sighs> Bugner's first win over Vegas? 
Might be. Dude, that's something. Might be his last, too. Yeah. Oh, hey now. Uh, yeah, uh, I see Lacey in the chat. Can somebody confirm that? Was this Bugner's first ever win over Vegas? Man, yikes. It's got to be. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. But uh, so we, Meyer sends it to OT. The three on three, there was a couple yikes minutes in there, moments, mm-hmm. if you will. And then burn slashes, car, slashes. I don't know. It looked like a cup check to me, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. I did. At first, I was like, well, that was that was pretty weak. And then I and then on replay, I'm like, cup check on a breakaway. Yeah, OK, uh, that's that's ballsy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and so Vegas gets like a minute and a half of, va- of power play time to end, you know, to you, 90 seconds. The final 90 seconds of the uh, oh, the three on three. And we go to the shootout and the only one to score. Bordalo, are you fucking kidding me? Bugner on Bordalo after the game, he says, not a lot rattles Bordalo, and you can't teach that skill. Dude, I No, I agree. Dude, I love like, this kid. My next jersey is gonna be a fucking Bordalo, bro. Yeah, man. This I the, this this kid is the real deal for sure. And I, I've been like because you never know how like obviously when guys come from like playing college to the NHL, like you never know how that's gonna go. Right. So I'm always like, I'm always a little leery, man. But like Bortolo, like any, any little thing where I thought, man, you know, like maybe, maybe he's going to be on the NHL team next year, but you know, he might start at the Barracuda and that's fine. Man, if this kid's not on the NHL roster next year, it's, it's, it's a, just, I don't know. It's deborrent. <laughs> nice. Oh, VNMSS coming in hot with the donation. Thank you so much for that. Love the shows. Keep up the solid work. Reimer equals MVP, in my opinion, and I hope Borlo is here to stay. What a kid. Oh, man, could not agree with you more, sir. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, I understand goals are sexy, but I was surprised that James Reimer wasn't the MVP as voted for by the media. Media do better. And the funny thing is, well, he didn't he didn't get player of the year, right? That was Timo, but he mm-hmm. did get media good guy of the year. But I will tell you, on my ballot, I did have Reimer as uh, the MVP of the team. So, it, hey, I got it right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Timo Myers had a really good season, right? Like, I mean, considering, I mean, if you come, if you rewind the clock a year ago, this time, people wanted to launch Timo Meyer into the sun. Yeah. Right. So I mean, so he's had a really really good season, like, considering like where he was. But like, I don't know. To me, the way James Reimer gave this team chances to win game after game after game. I just, I don't understand how he's not the MVP and it's fine. Like it's a, it's a fluff reward, right? Like it's, it's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world, but I just, I don't understand it. Well, I'm going to be, you know, with, with Bordalo, I'm real interested to see how the, you know, the quote unquote, the pairs are deployed because I know when DeBoer was the coach, he loved his pairs, right? It would. It's always mm-hmm. these two guys, and then we'll just bolt in someone here. These two guys will bolt Correct. in someone. So it feels like we might get back to that, and I can see it's like, okay, so the pair is what? It's going to be Couture, Dolan, and somebody else, or it's going to be Hurdle and Baraban, or Couture, Meyer, somebody else, Hurdle and Barabanov, somebody else. You got Bordalo and Balsers, somebody else. <sighs> I don't know. this, uh, Dude, that Bordalo kid's going to sell some tickets, let me tell you, next season. I hope so. It would be nice. To, I mean, the it's unfortunate that the one thing about the sharks being asses the is 
because you could feel like during like the Sharks heyday, right? When the Sharks were winning a lot of series and we thought they were, were a cup contender and, and the tank was full. Like you could feel like even without being there, you could feel that energy and it's just so not there anymore. No doubt. Although it was pretty good last night, you know, but yeah, no last night. Yeah. Last night was last night was, um, was definitely better, but one of 41, but you know what I mean? Like it was, it's just, the tank, the atmosphere in the tank, like I can, I, I've never been to the tank, obviously, so I can't speak to it, but you could feel it through like whatever device you're watching on the TV. If it's 10 years ago, you know, now my monitor or whatever, but like you could feel that energy and I, I would love to see the sharks get back to that at some point. Um, cause you know, it's better when the fans are going crazy, it just makes the game more fun. Oh, I love it. Love it. And, you know, stick taps to the Vegas fans tonight. I mean, they were clearly up because, look, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're, so much is riding on the line for them. So, they, you know, they do pick up one point, but, boy, the, you know, I don't see them getting past St. Louis. I don't see that St. Louis is just killing people right now. They're a buzzsaw. It's all, for me, you know, the, that game against Dallas on Tuesday. If they If they lose that, it's over. It's over, but I mean, like again, like this is where Dallas has to help themselves too. Yeah. Oh man, could you imagine if Pavelski gets the game-winning goal in that? <laughs> oh jeez. Sharks Twitter will explode again. Oh my lord. But look, uh, to kind of put the bow on this one, and for the Vegas fans that are here, again, welcome. Um, please hit the subscribe button while you're here, because I mean, we uh, look, we we like to poke the bear. We like to have a little fun here. Uh, Lord knows Vegas fans has had a lot of fun at our expense. So we we but it's all in good fun. Uh but let let's be honest. This is a, a rested Vegas team that came mm-hmm. in like had Vegas won, which I'll be honest, I kind of thought they should have. Uh but had Vegas won, it's like, all right, you beat a team that's traveling that played last night, you've been sitting on your ass for three days. Like it's like, okay, congratulations, senior. You took a freshman's lunch money. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, if if you're if if I'm a Vegas fan right now, I'm probably pretty. I'm 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 sure I'm pretty upset. I you know it's I'd like to talk. I, some Vegas fan needs to hit me up on Twitter and have just like a legit conversation where we don't be mean to each other. Um, because I'd be fascinated to find like I how they feel about their team and just the way that it's been managed and the way that they've kind of you know grabbed every shiny toy off the shelf um and I, I, I want all the toys yeah. but it's obviously i think it's i think it's i think the over tinkering has probably done some damage to their cup window i because like this is a team last year like just last year this was that was my cup finalist was vegas from the west and this year, I mean, if they make it, I'm probably calling them one and done. Well, and this is uh, this is what we were told about uh, Peter DeBoer. You get his best the first year, and then after that, it's all downhill. <laughs> so, I I just if Vegas misses the, but I don't, but I don't know if I like. I mean, look at I I'm not I am not a big Peter DeBoer guy. This is known. Anyone anyone who's watched the show knows. I mean, I ref- I affectionately refer to Bob Bugner as Dollar Store Peter DeBoer, um, <laughs> but it's affectionate. <laughs> but it's a, yeah, like it's it's absolutely affectionate. Um, but like I look higher than like I I think DeBoer hasn't done that team any favors, but most of that damage has been done by their front office. Oh, absolutely. But 
let's be honest. If if Vegas misses the playoffs, I mean, I think DeBoer's going to be scapegoated, similar to how he was here in San Jose. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I feel like Gerard Gallant got fired for last. <sighs> and the funny thing is, is I've listened to uh, our buddy Ken over at Sinbin, who has mm-hmm. done some uh, back and forth with the fans on Twitter spaces and whatnot, and yeah, you can tell there. There's a whole group of Vegas fans. They're like, "Please, like, how fast can we show Peter DeBoer the door?" They've also hated the way that they've the front office and DeBoer how they've managed the goal goaltenders. And it's funny. A couple of the people that Ken was talking to has said, "If you go back to when Vegas first came in to the NHL." It was mm-hmm. very there, – there were a lot of people that were kind of like, you know, yeah, go expansion team. We're rooting for you. You know, they expected it to be another Atlanta or another San Jose or what – you know, that it was – or a Seattle, the way Seattle is going. Yeah. They expected things to not go well. And then there was a collection, you know, once they started playing really well and, and you had the misfits and it was that whole narrative – of like, oh, yeah. it's this plucky team that you can get behind. And there were a lot of fans. And then by the end of, I don't know, like, I guess the that Stanley Cup final or whatever, there were a lot of fans that were just like, I hate this fucking team. Like, they, you know, they're <laughs> like, sure. these, they, these guys are just filled with hubris. And the other thing is that, in, and again, I'm not talking about any I'm not painting with a broad bu- brush on the fans. Every fan base has their their assholes, but oh, for sure, there yeah, are a lot of a lot of fans were not making it easy, you know, to be liked. <laughs> oh no, for sure, right? Because they're like, you know, because like obviously, we all know this. We like again, we all know the score. We all know that the the Vegas expansion draft wasn't your typical expansion draft, right? Like you weren't taking, you know guys 13th forward you were you were gonna get guys and obviously the fact that pittsburgh had their issue which make mark andre fleury available which obviously was a huge boon to them right because uh, you know seattle didn't really get that i mean i guess they got grubauer but eh. mm, i don't know it's weird uh pj 48 coming in hot on the super chat thank you so much five goals in 65 minutes <laughs> hey it is what it is. I mean, it's not. It's no four goals in five minutes, but it is what it is. Hey, Puck guy woke up. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> woke up to a win. That's got to feel good. So yeah. uh, with that, uh, I, I can't wait to see, to, to watch the chaos that occurs in Vegas should they miss the playoffs. And, and right now, uh, last time I looked, I think they had like a 23% chance to make it. And I Yeah, Matt, Matt M. So Matt M, like, you know, it's been widely recognized that Vegas has embraced the villain role. And look, man, if the Sharks got off to a start like that, I'd embrace the villain role too. Sure. Like, I I would totally, I would be all in on that shit. But there there were a few people that were talking to Ken that were just kind of like, I don't understand why so many people hate us. <laughs> it's just kind of like, hubris, buddy. A lot of hubris, a lot of winning. Let's see what humble looks like. And if you miss this season and then you have to deal with all that cap situation that's going to occur and all that we'll we'll see. Yeah, what a mess. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh let's take it to the beginning of the week here. Uh that'll kind of wrap up the the Vegas game. So look, 
four we or four weeks, four games this week. It felt like four weeks. Uh, the Sharks go three and one during those, and through seventy nine games, the Sharks have seventy six points. I had them having seventy eight at this point, so don't tell me I'm a pessimist. Uh, but I, I I do have them winning two of the final three, but we'll see what happens. So from this week, they can stop winning now. The winning's over. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing. What do we take from the week? It's like the Sharks are able to win a game on occasion. That's nice. Uh, the Sharks have lacked a power play, and that extra goal, although for whatever reason, this week they were able to find it. And it seems as though we've learned that Barabanov really stirs the drink that is the Hurdle, Meyer, Barabanov, or the top line. Makes you wonder why the hell hasn't this guy been signed yet? Yeah, to me, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I understand, like, obviously, where you have, like, a situation where, you know, the Sharks are obviously looking for a new general manager. Um, but to me, this doesn't, this doesn't, like, this deal shouldn't be complicated. I don't think you, you know, that like, this isn't going to be an eight by eight deal, right? Like, this is going to be a few year deal at best for a little bit of change, but it's not going to, like, the Barabanov deal isn't going to alter the landscape of the Sharks, for time to come yeah right and so i don't i don't know why this hasn't been done we and for all we know like we don't we don't know anything for all we know maybe it's barabanov waiting to see what kind of offers he's going to get in free agency to increase his offer from the sharks yeah well i mean he certainly has all the all the leverage now so uh let's go to the first game of this week, Sharks versus Columbus. It's a 3-2 victory. Kakinen starts. Uh, it was also announced, uh, I believe, earlier in the day that LeBanc had been officially shut down for the season. And why wouldn't he have been? <laughs> we, we thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, it was weird, though, because it was, you know, for a bit there, they were talking like, oh, he could be back. He might be back. And then, nope, he's done. Well, and I remember that with uh, Eric Carlson at one point. Like he he goes off for some injury. They say, oh, he's day to day. Two days later, uh, it's actually going to be week to week. Two days later, yeah, he's starting tonight. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very odd. I I'm, I I I've said this a lot, but like the one thing with sports betting, like I understand, like it's obnoxious how much advertising it gets and everything else, but I am so happy for when sports betting is going to put an end to the the cloak and dagger shenanigans of oh, it's a lower body and he might be back tomorrow, but he probably will be out for the year. Yeah. And it's right. We're going like, to come to find out it's know. an ingrown hair on his big toe, you know? Right. Like <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm hoping because I feel like once sports betting really takes a hold in hockey, like this, this nonsense has to end. I would hope. Uh, oh, our girl, SJ Sharks girl with the radical face paint as always donating two bucks. Thank you so much. 23 scoring his first NHL goal as a SG is a dream shootout goal. Goal. But yeah, but it's that's, not it sucks because it doesn't count. Yeah. Like, it doesn't count. It sucks. But I mean, still great. Like, I mean, obviously, I thought Bortolo, um, I thought he had some trouble a little bit early in the game, probably gave over, you know, hand over the puck a little bit, um, a little bit easier than I'd like to see him do it. I think, again, you know, like this is this is his first time playing against a lot of guys in Vegas. Like, there's a lot of talent on that team. Like we, we poke fun at Vegas, but there is a lot of talent on that team. Right. And, um, you know, I, and, but I thought he adjusted, I thought he made the, the adjustments during the game that he needed to make. And I think once he, once he adjusted to the fact that the guys that he was playing against, I thought he finished really well. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Bortolo, we have to uh, get back to the Columbus game. 
3-2 victory besides uh, LeBanc being called out. Uh, looks like Hill is going to be shut down for the season as well. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, but look, a new look Sharks power play. All of a sudden, they start one for one. You're going to go, hey, what's, what's going on here? Uh, Couture puts it in front for Noah Gregor, the guy who never scores, scores one. Yeah. Uh, Scott Reedy bangs home a rebound. Uh, you got Bordalo with a gorgeous feed to Balsers, uh, but Ferraro doesn't get his guy. Boquist buries it. The Sharks did challenge for offside and win. Dude, we talked about Ryan Ravine being the MVP. Dan Darrow's got to get a couple votes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's seen it all, dude. I'd like, has he called for an offside challenge this season that didn't go his way? I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think the sharks there is, I, I can only think of one challenge where I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but other than that, the, the challenges the sharks have made this year have been pretty good. There was one that was really bad. I remember just because I remember tweeting, I'm like, that was a Peter DeBorean like mm -hmm. challenge. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, uh, I think you're, I think you're bang on. I think that they've been really good about, um, choosing their spots this year. Uh, as far as what to challenge and what not to challenge. And um, yeah, no credit, credit to them. Yeah. I mean, the beginning of this week, uh, dude, the, the Sharks are just buzzing. They have that young dick energy. Thank you, Bordalo, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, you get Ross Levick, who, who on the power play comes around, puts it in off hurdle skate, and you're like, oh, crap, this is going to be a uh, one of those unlucky games again. But uh, you got to credit the Sharks for fighting with nothing on the line and, yeah. you know, winning 3 2 with all those cock blocks, cocking in. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah i mean kakinen's been so good too um that's another guy who i think you know um obviously it's a small sample size so i don't know how much uh holy crap i'll let you uh deal with this oh whoa 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 what i thought i i was like oh 10 bucks that's so nice <laughs> christopher hogue dude talk about big dick energy yeah. Wow. Uh, a bit early, but thank you, Teal Town USA, for grinding out another great season of Sharks fan coverage in good times and tough times. Christopher Hug, dude, gauntlet thrown. You are yeah, the dude. Sharks super fan of like the season, brother. Thank you so much for that. Yes, thank you. Very, very kind. And we definitely appreciate the, the kind words, um, whether they come with huge donations or or, or tiny ones. Um, they, they, I can't express enough how... Nice. Even even when you just hit me on the Twitter, say, "Hey, yeah, nice show." Like, I warms my warms the the cockles of my cold robot heart. <laughs> cold robot heart. It's there. Um. So what I was saying, but but like, Cockinen's another interesting guy. Like, again, a small sample size. You don't want to get like too excited, but like, if this team comes back, if Cockinen can keep this level of play, if this team comes back with Reimer and Kokkinen, like goaltending is not going to be an issue. And I don't think goaltending was an issue this season. Well, to be fair. And one thing, Oh, not, not whatsoever. I have no problem with the goaltending this season, but the thing that gets me is what about the, uh, just log jam with goaltending? I mean, they announced Strauss man earlier this mm -hmm. week and not to mention the fact that you still have uh, Magnus Krona around, yeah, Magnus Krohn is going back to the, to Denver next year, though, so that's not going to factor in this um, year. But he's still obviously still uh, a Sharks um, property. And Sachenko is just going to stick with the Cuda forever, right? Yeah, <laughs> and as he should. Iman. I mean, I don't know, man. I we were talking last night in Discord. Me and Jerk and Lacey were in there, and I, you know, one thing I, I will say though is like obviously like 
and this might come funny. You're like, oh, but Reimer and Cochran would have been great. But is it time to wonder? Is it time to question of getting Nabokov as the goalie coach? Ooh, that's ooh. I like that. Yeah, it maybe maybe so because I mean, Hedberg was ceremoniously kind of shown the door. I don't know if that was. Yeah, a... and I I think I I think it's better than the Hedberg era, which also wasn't good. But I just. I mean, you you look at some of the goalies, right? Like um, that have come through the system now, like um, like Kozanash, uh, Milnichuk, like all these guys gone, gone, gone. Um, yeah. To the point where, like, the next year on the Barracuda, like I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, obviously, um, Strassman is that's where he's gonna be, and I think that's good. Like, it's that's a good swing to take. But I thought Milnichuk was a good swing too. Yeah. Exactly, and it just you know, and and sometimes they don't work out, sometimes they do, but yeah, I I'm starting I'm starting to wonder if we maybe should be asking some questions about of getting Nabokov as goaltending coach. I can see that, yeah, that's conversation we can have over the summer. Uh, Chester Chivo, oh my man, coming in. Thank you so much for the donation. I I, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> so let's uh, before we get. Too much, too deep into the weeds with the with the goaltending thing. We can cover that in a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, I thought I'd throw that out there since we were on the topic. No, I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, Sharks versus St. Louis this is a three-one loss. Like the fucking Blues are just a goddamn buzzsaw right now. So it is what it is. Thank God. Looking forward to Blues versus Golden Knights later this week. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, the the Sharks zero for one, four for five on the PK. Uh, Gregor open score. Wait a minute, Gregor scored again. <laughs> Woo! Dakota Joshua ties it with a great pass from Brown, but it's it's tough to blame Reimer on that one. You get some missed coverage in front of the net, but Thomas, thirty-one seconds into the second, fires at top shelf on the power play. Ferraro unable to block it. It's two-one. You're going, uh, yeah, okay. It's as soon as St. Louis gets the lead, yeah, fucking just wave the white flag. It's over. Sharks get three straight penalties. Last two are kind of silly as fuck, to be honest. I mean. Nieto hooking Shen on the hands, and Shen knees go out as if he was tripped. I'm like, what? he hit, it was on the hands, bro. <laughs> how did you? Yeah. How did your knees collapse? Like, I'm surprised there wasn't embellishment there. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but look, it's it was the ninth loss for the Sharks in April. If you toss out empty netters, like I said earlier, uh, I mean the Sharks they lose all those by one game. Imagine if their power play worked, or if just someone else could finish. And and I thought Timo was a little invisible, which would come to play later, as it was said. You know, Bugner sat both Timo and Hurdle down and to to have a discussion. Yeah, and that would uh, bring us to Denver Doyle in the chat. Uh, thanks, Teal Town USA. Biggest position of need next year: defense. Ah, defense and force. Like their blue line is atrocious. Um, no, obviously injuries have played a factor on the blue line here, but I feel like I think the biggest position of need next season is general manager. <laughs> well, that that goes without saying. Um, I think I'd like to see them tinker with the blue line. I the blue line's gonna be an interesting thing to try and dissect, obviously, because you have Mark Edward Vlasic, who I want to take a look at something here quick. Well, but like, coming, you were talking about the goaltending. What if Kevin, yeah. what if Kevin Weeks is the GM? I think he'd have some word on the goaltending. Perhaps. <laughs> um, like here's, here's the thing, right? Like tonight, Mark Edward Vlasic played 1520. Now Mark Edward Vlasic has been absolutely ass this year. 
But you know who's also really not good on this blue line and is playing way ahead of where he should be? Nick Melosh played almost 20 minutes. Five minutes more. Four four minutes more than Vlasic? Four minutes. Like, let that sink in for a second. I can't believe you would disparage the good name of ass by comparing it to Vlasic. (laughs) Like, what is going on here? (laughs) If that isn't a red flag to Vlasic, like... Again, my whole thing is like next season, if you've got Ferraro, Burns, you've got what, Carlson, uh, Merkley, or something. I mean, we we still haven't even mentioned Shimmick and Kinejov. Like, Vlasic, I've said it a bajillion times now, they just need to make Vlasic the highest paid seventh defenseman in the league until all of a sudden his uh, no trade list, like, just it opens up. Oh. Yeah, or I don't know. Like, to me, like if I if I'm the general manager, I probably like I think you have to leave Vlasic for another season. I think that buyout would be just atrocious if you did it this thing. Yeah, that's why I say you just you fucking you, yeah. you eat it next season. You don't play him, but I'm probably buying out Radian Shimmick. Yeah, that one I would go with. That one I would. Um, I think go that with. I would do that. And oh, man, like I. You have to probably try and find a taker for Burns. Like, you have to free up some money on this blue line, <laughs> Look at right? Look in the super chat. Should we get rid of Burns or Vlasic first? Like, literally asking the question. <laughs> uh, I I mean, dude, I I would say Burns just because he'll get you something back. I can't imagine Vlasic Yeah, like, will. Burns, I think you can make a hockey trade. I don't think you have to eat a ton of salary to, re- like, to retain on Burns. Like, I think... What, a million? I, GMs would... I don't think you might not even have to do it. Like if you can make a, if you can make a trade and and take back, like maybe you have to take back a not so great deal, but maybe it's a a less painful deal than this blue lines cap situation. I just, I wonder if the sharks will, because we've seen it before. We saw what they did with Cogliano this season. I wonder Mm -hmm. if Burns maybe instigates and says, Hey, you know, I'm looking at the tea leaves. I don't know that we're going to be a competitor next season, but like, you know, if I, if I'm going to be on a crappy team, I'd rather be closer to home and hang out with my boy. So like, Hey, what if we can work out something with Dallas? I mean, there's only so many, like there's, yeah, there's a, there's a few teams like Dallas would make a lot of sense, but I don't, and here's the thing with like, with other GMs, right? Like other GMs are going to look at Burns and they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Like, because a, every GM thinks they've got a guy that, Burns is going to be fine with, even though he's turned his partners into just defensive black holes. Um, and anywhere where he would go, like he's not going there to be the the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem on the Sharks is I think Brent Burns, like I'm not as sour on Brent Burns as like as everyone is, but I don't think he's. I think he's miscast as a number one guy. Yes, yeah, three fourths, absolutely. Right. Like, I feel like at this point in his career, he would be he would be much better as a middle pairing guy that you could probably shelter a little bit defensively and just throw out on the power play. So what? who's your uh, who's your top pair next year? You thinking like what Carlson and Ferraro? Man, I don't know. That's the problem. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know what you do like that. And that's, and that's the problem with the blue line is like, I just, I look at it and I'm like, there's no easy answer there. 
because I like Mario Ferraro, but I, I've said a lot this year, man. Like I like Mario Ferraro, but I don't think I don't think he's as good as Sharks fans think he is. Mm-hmm. More of a three-four guy as well. Yeah. Uh, and and what does not having a general manager <laughs> going to do? You know, it's like you're looking at wanting to make some of these moves, and well. The Sharks don't have a GM. And I know that Becker on the media call when he was out there with Joe Will mm-hmm. <laughs> were talking like, you know, this is going to be extensive. This is going to be exhaustive. This is going to be a long search. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know, 10 days later. So Kevin Weeks is available. And uh... <laughs> yeah, and like I'm seeing one, one was like, before we move on to the Kevin Weeks thing, like a lot of people are talking about Kanai in the chat. I hope he comes back and he's great, man. But like he missed a whole season mm-hmm. that that worries the crap out of me, man. Like I, I, I want like I want to think positively and think, yeah, he's going to come back and he's going to be he's going to be a guy. But I man, he missed a whole season. Dude, the top, the, You know, what would be so sharks. The top pair is Merkley and Carlson. That would be so sharks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to put Carlson defense on, option. Put, yeah. Put Carlson on the left side. <laughs> no, we no more are crossing on his offside. Ay, ay, ay. Um, so yeah, we'll get to the week's thing in a little bit. Let's uh finish up Chicago fan appreciation night. Uh, the Sharks actually sold out SAP Center. Yeah, tells you what a giveaway can do to goose the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, look, the Sharks, good crowd though. Oh, great crowd! I was there; it was awesome. Uh, Puck guy was there as well. Played an up and down game. They limited the turnovers, and Hurdle and Meyer showed up because I guess Barabanov told him to. <laughs> told them to. They get a four-one victory. So, look, good times uh, for that one, one and all. Speaking of which, I'll just show this off. Uh, you know, here is the uh, the jersey that they handed out last night. Got a uh, got a couple of these, so uh, we're going to be giving those away. Probably going to do it during our uh, our show next week since it's our last one of the season. So we'll we'll come up with something fun. But I just wanted to let you all know that next Sunday we're actually going to be on at seven o'clock, <laughs> the normal time. I want to hit up Mark's uh, comment in the chat here because I think he's right. Is like, he about I think the if Burns, <laughs> no, if Burns, like if Burns was gone, like the Sharks would, I think, like it would probably have a negative impact. I just, but I look at this blue line as far as like the reason why I always go to Burns is because I think Burns is the guy you can move. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's why I go. Would the Sharks miss Burns? They probably would. No. Like I'm not. I'm. I think that's true. Like I think they would miss him, but unfortunately, like they have to do something. They can't just keep rolling out the same blue line and i feel like burns is the guy that probably can get done without retaining a ton of cap that teams would actually want because no one's knocking on their door for mark edward vlasic yeah dude (laughs) like say what you will about mark edward vlasic but the dude doesn't get injured so he's not like an ltir candidate or anything else right like the dude plays every game so no one's knocking on your door for vlasic Mm -hmm. eric carlson makes too much money you can't move Eric Carlson. I don't think, and I don't think you should, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so what, what does that leave you? It leaves you Burns. Mm-hmm. Most movable. So 
Uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to uh, give away uh, these jerseys on the show next week. We're going to wrap up, the obviously, the week. We're going to wrap up the season. We're going to do playoff picks, so we'll we'll get there when it is. Uh, Kevin reporting that I guess our buddy Ken over at Sinbin is having a meltdown. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, man, like, ride or die, man. I Like, I'm not going to blame him. Like, if, again, like my take on the Vegas Golden Knights is I look at a team that should have been a perennial cup contender for the next four or five years that had their window just, oh, it, it's bumblefuck hockey. Yeah. And uh, but you know what the credit to uh, to Ken over there, because I mean, he doesn't sugarcoat things just as we don't nope. hear. He, you know, speaks his mind, speaks his truth, if you will. He, he's, he says whether you agree or not, he he has his convictions and he's uh, he's he's pissed off because i heard some of the things he said it's woof uh mikey asking who would take burns uh i'm sure there's somebody i think there i think gms would trip over their dicks to get brent burns i mean certainly marketable and and like you said three four spot you know if deployed correctly doesn't have to play 26 minutes a night <laughs> take it down to yeah I, I i i think gms would trip over themselves to get brent burns like and again, I, I say you have to move Burns because that's the contract that you could move. All right. So uh, once again, the Sharks go three and one this week. Oh boy, stock up, stock down for me, Bordalo. But putting him as stock up, that would imply that at one point it was down. I don't think it ever has been. So, <laughs> I mean, credit to like, credit to him, man, because it's we've it's hard to live up to the hype. And so far, Bartolo has absolutely lived up to the hype. So I give him stock up for that for sure. Because again, like we all knew that we all, but we've, but we've seen guys, right? We've seen guys come in and are like, oh man, this guy's going to tear it up. And then flash in the pan. They do nothing, right? Yeah. Like so far, Bartolo's done everything to live up to the hype. He's tenacious forechecker. Like this guy forechecks like he's been in the NHL his entire career. Creative skater. Creative. Like, Again, um, he unlocked Balsers, which <laughs> praise be for that. <laughs> Found the combination. Oof. Right? So, I mean, like, I, I think it's fair to put him in stock up. Absolutely, man. Because, again, living up to the hype's difficult, especially for a guy like Bortolo. Like, there's there's a couple of prospects that have a lot of hype around them. Like, the two big <laughs> ones are Bortolo and Eklund. Yeah. Oh, big time. Right, like those are the those are the two that are in the same and I f- conversation. And I felt all like, the time. Uh, I felt like Eklund uh, isn't getting the hype, you know, that Bordalo is. Like it, Bordalo seems to have had a bigger impact in a shorter amount of time than Eklund did. But then again, you know, you're talking very beginning of the Older. season versus the end, right? Well, yeah, and you're talking a 20 year old versus an 18 year old too. There you go, uh, dude. I got to give this one to uh, <laughs> to Jerry in the chat. He says percentage. Oops. Hold on, he hit the wrong one. Percentage of the chance that DeBoer gets fired and finds out via social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's like comment of the oh. night, dude. Solid, bro. Love it. Oh, yeah. uh, stock up, Barabanov. Just stirs the hurdle Meyer drink. I mean, he came back, and all of a sudden those guys are playing well again because they've kind of gone on the milk carton for a few games. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's hard, right? And the other thing, too, that that – obviously needs to be said with that is when you're a one line team, mm. you have one line to shut down. <laughs> and when one of them is gone, it makes that deal a little easier. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Scott Reedy, three points in three games this week. 
I mean, hey, it, yeah. the, dude, anytime you can pull some points out of the fourth line, you're going, yeah, take it all day, yeah. all night. Yeah, and um, my stock up, Noah Gregor, man. Oh, he scored. Yeah, like he scored. Like it was funny because I can't remember who did it, but like they took like the they took someone took like this a screen the capture from Beavis and Butthead to America. <laughs> Noah Gregor. It's like here lies Gregor. He never scored. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Uh, stock up, uh, dude. Big cack. Yeah, cacking in, dude. Nine twenty over nine games. When was the last time? A shark's goaltender threw up a nine twenty over nine games. <laughs> I mean, Reimer was at like nine forty seven for a while. So yeah, that yeah, you have to credit him with that. But I'm, I mean, just in the uh, in the nine games, nine twenty, like significant. Yeah. You're digging that. But if you look at the scroll up here, I've got him as uh, you know one of the leaders this week, and it's what nine fifty in two games this week. I mean, yeah. you can't ask for much more than that. No, I, I mean, um, I know a lot of people really like Jake Middleton, man, but I think if Cockenden keeps this up here, no one's going to remember who Jake Middleton was. you so right. And plus, uh, look, we talked about logjam at goaltender. A little bit of a logjam with, you know, the guy factory on the blue line. Yeah. So, I mean. Well, I mean yeah, there's a lot of guys on the blue line. There's just, <laughs> that's the problem. But, you know, you have, uh, dude, there's still Hataka. Right. There's still Kinejov. There's there are some pieces yeah. there that let's be honest, if everybody is fully healthy at the beginning of the season, is Middleton playing for the Sharks? You know, I mean, he started like I again, I like Jake Middleton came in and did so much uh, for um, given given the opportunity, did so much with that opportunity. Right. Like the guy started the season as like the eighth, ninth defenseman on the team, probably on the depth chart yeah. and came in and just blew the doors off and held down the job. And like that pairing him and Carlson, that pairing was so good for yeah. so long. Very yeah. Reliable. It didn't end well, but it was so good for so long when the rest of the blue line was a, just a black hole of, <laughs> awfulness just imagine that like that's going to be middleton's legacy here it's like if, if kakinen like remains good ends up being the the one the number one guy for the next three four five years who however long is what he's only like 24 25 so yeah if he ends, and, and if he lacy lacy bringing up like what, what he said last night and he's right middleton was not part of the future with the sharks like i like jake middleton but he was not going to be the guy like like everybody was going to get a chance to take his job away mm -hmm. next year dude right uh fritz in the chat coming all the way yes. hello from the netherlands hello to you good hello to you good good person <laughs> I, I will neither uh no assumptions but uh yes thank you so much we appreciate thank that you. Um, but yeah, I think, boy, cock, if he's, if he's the, uh, the heir apparent of the next five, six years, just imagine like that's Middleton's legacy here with this. It's Middleton. He, they need to do that same kind of Beavis butthead tombstone as Middleton. He got us the cock. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, again, like I, I have nothing but love for Jake Middleton, mm -hmm. man. Like I love that dude, but he, he was, he wasn't going to be the long-term guy here. It was, again, it was going to be guys were going to get the chance to, he was going to be the, the James Reimer of this, of this situation, right? Like he's the guy that you have to beat to get a spot on this team permanently. Yeah. Uh, any more stock ups for you before we move on? 
No, I think that I think that covers it. So stock down, and I've I've said this before. Look, the sharks, you're gonna sit here until Barabanov gets signed. <laughs> stock down for you. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Any other stock downs for you this week? Um, I mean, no, just my usual my usual suspects, man. Like I, man, I just. I don't know what they see in Nick Melange. Like, and the fact that he gets more, like the fact that that Vlasic gets less minutes than Melange drives me batty. Like it just shows how bad Vlasic. So Vlasic sucks. Melange sucks. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right. We got to move on to some takeaways here. So like we said earlier, LeBanc and Hill officially shut down for the season. Are we going to see anybody else shut down too? Like, Shimmick, who hasn't played in however long, uh, John Leonard still dealing with bruised bones. I think they all like I. I can't see anyone else coming back into this lineup. Like I feel like this is the lineup that's going to finish the year. Yeah, like I'm. I'm surprised it hasn't been announced that 65 is down for this. You know, especially someone that injury prone. It's like why take the chance when nothing is on the line? Just shut him down. I. I mean, yeah. I. I don't know where. I don't know if he's even was even on the trip. I don't believe so. I don't. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Like, again, there's nothing to play for, so I'm I'm not gonna get like super mad if Eric Carlson doesn't play again this year. Yeah. Uh. So, Kane, uh, evidently Evander began his grievance hearing over the Sharks' contract at the beginning of this week. Seems kind of odd to do this now, as Edmonton is you know fighting to stay in the second spot in the playoffs. But that's the thing is though, is you got to remember like they didn't choose. Like this is when the you, you you have to go get this, you know, you have to go get your, your arbitrator, right? And your arbitrator does other things. So he's going to fit you in when his schedule, you don't, you don't get to tell the arbitrator when to come. The arbitrator comes when he has the time to do it. Um, so I think, yeah, the timing probably sucks for the Oilers, but at the same time, it's like, that's, you know, you filed a grievance and now the mediator, you know, not the mediator. So the arbitrator is available now you go now. That's just the way it is. Uh, so what do you think about this whole Kevin Weeks leak about being the Sharks GM? Or I don't source love it. or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't love it. Um, look, at, I don't I, – I've been very saying, like, you know, I don't I, – I would like to see fresh ideas, right? And maybe Kevin Weeks has some incredibly fresh ideas. He doesn't really have any front office experience at all. Like, all his – all his um, experience has been either as a player and as a broadcaster. So, I mean, that makes me a little bit nervous. I think Kevin Weeks is, um, he's so personable. Like, he's such a, it makes me nervous because I feel like bringing in a guy like Kevin Weeks, and maybe he has some brilliant ideas that I don't know about, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, it's it seems more of like a PR thing, right? And And again, I don't know anything about, like, I, I want to very, very say, like, I don't know what his ideas are. Maybe he has some great ideas on how to run a team. Yeah, but could you imagine, like, we, we get the, the Kevin Weeks videos, like, seconds before they, like, whatever their draft is. He's, like, in a bathroom stall. He's like, okay, you guys, we're about to take this guy. <laughs> that would be amazing. But, like, so I, I wonder if, like, Kevin Weeks, to me, would make me nervous because it's, like, it always would it would make me wonder is he is he running things or is he just the face of the operation? Oh, that's true. That's right, and that's that's the concern I get with with Kevin Weeks. And again, maybe he has some brilliant ideas. I don't know. Well, I, and it sounded as though if I I can't remember who uh, mentioned this, but it sounded as though like Becker somebody was quoted as saying like they definitely wanted a GM that would uh, be comfortable 
uh, speaking to the public, speaking to media and that. They, they don't want somebody who's going to, you know, hide in a bunker or whatever. So, so not Doug Wilson. Oh, see, I figured it was just going to be, uh, so not Hassel Plotner. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, just, the guy who just part of the front off or, you know, obviously owner of the team, but just, you know, mm-hmm. you never hear from the guy. He's not comfortable. Well, he doesn't. You never heard from Doug Wilson either. Like that's been a huge criticism of this team is that like Doug Wilson, like Hustle Platner never comes out yeah. and, and Doug Wilson comes out on Groundhog Day. Uh, and if be... he sees a shadow, the, the, the Sharks are a cup contender. Uh, to be if fair, he doesn't, then they're not. To be fair, Doug Wilson has talked talk to us a couple times. So. <laughs> yes, but but compared to other like look in other markets though, Doug Wilson doesn't talk nearly as much as. But is that a good thing? GMs do in other markets. Um, your mileage will vary. It's hard though, right? Because we've never. This summer was a, was a kind of a change for the Sharks because Doug Wilson came out and said what he was going to do, and it wasn't just a bunch of like. The one criticism I've always had of Doug Wilson is he says a lot of words, but none of them mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like this summer was kind of a change from that where he came out and he kind of said, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And he did all of those things. But usually Doug Wilson is, you know, he says nothing in six paragraphs. <laughs> very political, very diplomatic. All right. Uh, the NHL. Oh, do we, we have a graphic for this, right? The NHL. Announced that the San Jose Sharks will open the 22-23 season in Prague, Czech Republic, as part of the Global Series. Team is slated to play two games against the Predators at O2 Arena on October 7th and October 8th. Sharks will also travel to Berlin, Germany. I'm sure they'll probably say hi to their owner. Uh, Prior to the games in Prague, to complete their training camp in an exhibition match against who? (laughs) Elsberen, Berlin. I'm sure I'm butchering the hell out of that. At uh, Mercedes-Benz Arena, October 4th. So, look, if you got nothing to do at the beginning of October, but you have a lot of disposable income, there you go. Something for you to do. And for those of us, when uh, we, we talk about Strauss Man, we wanted to let you know we're here for you. We We know how sometimes how you feel. And sometimes you just need that special graphic. So we give this to you as a special gift. Some of us are going to be for Strauss Man. Some of us, maybe not so much. So here you go. Come on, man. <laughs> or it could be, come on, man. <laughs> it could be used in either way. Just letting you know. That's that's our gift to you. All right? <laughs> I I think the one thing that makes me concerned about this, right, is that like it's always cool. Like obviously, like Hurdle getting to play a game in his home country to start the regular season is great. But like, if next year is supposed to be the start of the turnaround, like teams that generally start in Europe usually just die for a month. So um, Sharks, man, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna start behind the eight ball pretty hard. (laughs) Oh, let's let's hit the chat real quick because there's a couple good ones on here, Ricky. Oh, what are you saying? Doug Wilson was very forthcoming. Do you remember that time he defined retool? <laughs> <laughs> Scott D saying, how much is Carlson really worth? Is there any way to get rid of him or restructure his contract? No. Nope. Uh, NHL contracts are guaranteed. Yeah. That's why Evander Kane is fighting to get his money. True that. Uh, Mikey J coming in hot. AJ rocks. I appreciate that. Thank you. But appreciate it. Hey, Ian and Jerk are pretty fucking awesome too. 
let's see here. The Barracuda are evidently releasing one of their new jerseys on the 28th. It would appear to be their alternate since it's black, but I'm hoping this is... A... I hope it's... No, I hope it's their... their I hope it's legit. Yeah, I hope it's the primary, dude. It's like, why have your, your minor team that already plays in your barn? Obviously, that changes next season, but like... I'm just like, dude, do something completely different from what they're doing. You know, you like you look at the Stockton Heat versus the Calgary. I, Flames. I hate totally this different. new trend of the 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 and the AHL jersey is just the NHL jersey with the you know the primary chest yeah, and then the it. NHL team's logo on the shoulder. Like it's so unimaginative. Yeah, get nuts, um, man. Yeah, I'd I'd rather like I I would like them to change it up and like because some like you look at like um. I, I, I like minor like minor hockey jerseys like not minor hockey but you know, like you know what I mean like I like when the HL and they do their their silly jerseys or like ECHL jerseys in my jam like the Alinda Solar Bears jersey is fire <laughs> and no one will tell me different like <laughs> do more of that right have fun with it I agree sweet so uh, look just about everybody's uh, locked in for the playoff rounds like I mentioned before we'll have our picks next week mm-hmm. for that uh, I'm sure we're also doing a we're gonna do a bracket challenge too so I will get that link out there again just keep it on the Twitter we've tweeted it I think a couple of times so far but um if you want to get in on the bracket challenge I mean there's no you know you and, you get bragging right yeah you and jerk are driving the bus on that I, I yeah I'm jerk beat me to it usually I'm the guy that like sets that up and I was like what <laughs> oh, I missed a memo. Um, yeah. So, look, with three games left, uh, when we talk to you again next week, again for our final show of the season before we go on hiatus, and now when I say our final show, uh, we, we got Ian coming in here today sitting in the uh, in the hockey jerk hot seat because the jerk man had to go to T-Mobile to make sure the Sharks got the jerk bump. So, yeah. you know, to, uh, hit him up on Twitter and said, hey, Thanks for uh for making sure Bordalo uh, hit that. So <laughs> speak of the devil. <laughs> oh, the jerk mess up, bitches! Look at that! <laughs> Look at that man! Uh, so when we hit you up next week, jerk will be back with three games left. We're gonna catch you up on the final three. We got against Anaheim. Look, they're out. Getzloff played his final game evidently earlier today. Is that correct? Final game at home uh, or final game? Final game because the rest of their season is on the road, and Getzloff said he wanted his last game to be at Honda. Oh, well, there you go. So uh, good on you, but they're out. <laughs> and and uh, so the reason being, of course, is that San Jose will be hosting that game. Then you have Edmonton. Like I said, they're second right now, only two points of hell, of L.A. Obviously, they want home ice. That Yeah. But watching L.A. and Edmonton – kind of dog fight while LA also has to well I I think after tonight I don't know that they're really looking in their rearview mirror at Vegas so maybe it gives them the opportunity to focus on Edmonton either way the Sharks are going to play Edmonton can they help play spoiler again will LA be on the uh, the Sharks jock once again <laughs> as they were I don't know I think I, I think this has all been fun and I'm I I I I feel like the season should just end for the Sharks now, and they should just forfeit the rest. <laughs> Speaking of a team that should forfeit, uh, Seattle will be the final game for San Jose. That's in Seattle. Our own puck guy is going to be up there. So you might want to check our social media, Twitter, Instagram, any of those things. Uh, I'm sure puck guy is going to be throwing a lot of stuff on there for that trip, just as Hockey Jerk hooked everybody up 
with his take on what it looked like in Vegas for the All-Star game. So now that Jerk is here, we can kind of poke a little fun at where we are with the Dark Horses. Uh, look, Canucks are out. It, it's not happening. They, they, they blew it. <laughs> just similar to how uh, Dallas had did when you heard from Ian earlier, just like they, they stepped on their own. Johnson, what are you going to do? Meanwhile, the Kings. Uh, so I will just take my victory lap. It's very rare that, uh, that I'm uh, right over jerk. So if I have to sit there and, uh, yeah, feels good. My little, my little victory lap, because like I said, I don't get them very often. So let's final thought this show. Oh, tweet of the week, tweet of the the week, tweet of the week. Love it. Always love a good tweet of the week. And what do we have here? Oh, that's right. (laughs) Rick Westhead came out and said uh, Adidas is being sued in Florida for marketing authentic NHL team jerseys that are more accurately described as replicas, different from those worn by NHL players, lawsuit alleges. Jerseys are sold via Fanatics.com and other third-party vendors, say the court docs. Well, if you look at those court docs, just about every goddamn photo in there is from an article (laughs) that I published last June, July, whatever it was. So do I think anything is going to come from this? No. If anything, maybe they're, they're just as a PR move, they do something where they change it to authentic prime green or something, something should change. But anyway, little old me, I guess, uh, I don't know. I bet you this guy's just like a fucking ambulance chaser. Right, he just. I I I mean, I don't know, man. Looks around, going um, for looks around, looking for people to sue. And I don't know if anyone's like on like in the chat from Florida. So I don't like insult anybody, but like Florida man's definitely a thing. <laughs> well, I I just like the fact where it's uh, you don't know how many people were like, dude, AJ, like, holy shit, did you do all the fucking heavy lifting in this? Like, this is very much the meme of you know, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but you know, don't make it too <laughs> obvious. <laughs> uh. It's in, I, I'm curious to see where it goes, mm-hmm. um, but like I don't know, like class actions commonly go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so th- like I said, I don't think anything's really going to come out of this, but we'll see what happens. Either way, to be a to have my article and my name be a footnote in a class action lawsuit, that's eh, kind of cool. Like I guess you check that one off the bucket list. Uh, other tweets, look, come on. <laughs> <laughs> San Jose Sharks. Who's rooting for the Sharks tonight? And the LA Kings respond with three hands up. You have to appreciate that. That's that's a giggle. It it was fun, right? Like watching like watching the Dallas and LA Kings accounts kind of <laughs> you know kumbaya poke at Vegas on Twitter. It was it was definitely amusing to watch. Um, Dude, it was the Spider Man meme come to life. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, apparently, for now. But, you know, next season, it's it's back on L.A., and we won't we won't like each other again, and I can't wait. And then, of course, though, the the tweet that sent Jerk, sent Ian, uh, just like, fuck again. The shark saying, we're going to take a quick break and watch about 10 minutes from our game on 423-19 for some good vibes. Let it go, man. It was three years ago. I know. Here's the thing, right? Like, I I want people to understand something here. Like, I don't hate this game. This That game, okay, is like 
probably in the top five of hockey games that I have watched in my life. Top five. Easily. But at but some point, man. At the same point. Like, but we get reminded of it like every time we play the Golden Knights. Now, I don't know if you guys realize this. The Golden Knights are in our division. We play them a lot. Yeah. Right? And it's I, I'm, I don't mind them bringing it up, but like it was it's almost like and, and the, the broadcast is going to broadcast. Right. And I know like sometimes like and I look at I love Jamie Baker. Jamie Baker is a salt of the earth motherfucker. Hell yeah. Um, But like, you know, everyone like I would always kind of giggle when they would bring up like his goal in Detroit, like, you know, 20 fucking five years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's one of those things where it's like, come on. Yeah, it's just look. It, yeah, it's all the feels and everything like that. But I totally agree with what you're saying. It's just like every time, eight, what? No, what is what is it? Uh, five, five games, four games. I mean, it was brutal last year because the, of the way that the oh, divisions were set up. So we played them like eight times. <laughs> yeah, but it's just yeah, they're in the division. It's just kind of, you know, I it. I guarantee you, though, dude. Next season, the first time we the the Sharks play Vegas on the schedule next season, it's gonna go. Remember, let's talk about this game. <laughs> no, yeah, it's gonna be like remember Bordelot Meyer scoring with one second left. Then in I the shootout, Bordelot. Right? Like at least it's recent. Like it's and and not only that, but you're but you're actually like with Bordelot, you're actually pumping the tires of the future of this team. You're not just wanking to a team that doesn't exist oh, anymore. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, please. They, and what's funny, there's a lot of responses to that tweet that were just very much kind of like, you need, y'all need to stop. <laughs> I just, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Again, like, one of the top five, top five hockey games. I've watched a lot of hockey in this lifetime, my friends. Mm -hmm. And that game is easily in my top five. It might be in my top three. Yeah. But, like,. <laughs> Yeah, you need to need to take it down a little. Like it happened, we get it. We are we remember. Let it. Yeah, you know, just yeah. Fine. Like I don't need you to remind me. I remember it was awesome. <laughs> oh, let's see here. A couple more from the chat before we wrap this up. Let's. See. They just post those tweets to piss Vegas off. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Like, for sure, right? And Hold I, on. Is he I, talking I about us or them? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Traybone, AJ jerk with all the rookies doing good at all levels. I'm thinking two years. We'll be back in the playoffs. Three to four will be a threat. Your thoughts. Um, I mean, the, there's a lot of things that need to go right, but I mean, still, a, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not there. I'm not there, man. Like I, again, like when we, when we re up turtle, like I said, like this is this is the turning point here, right? It's not. This is the way. It it wasn't like a lot of people are be like, oh, Eric Carlson was the turning point. No, this is the turning point because when you re up hurdle, this was your chance to course correct, and you said, no, we're gonna basically keep going down this path. Yep, same North Star, right? So this is where, and I'm not I'm not sold like they're they're gonna get out of this quickly like i'm i'm my concern is more now maybe a new gm obviously changes the dynamic of this a little bit sure. but my concern is that i'm going to look back at this year in five years and go man we could of course corrected but now we're now we've got five more years of pain 
Well, like you said, I mean, a GM could come in and lay waste to a lot of stuff or could For sure. say, hey, you know what? Let's take a year. Let's get acclimated. Let's see where we're at. Uh, who knows? But remember, you still have Timo. You have to deal with that situation. There's going to be, yep. uh, you know, Ferraro, Barabanov. There's some pieces there that are obviously going to be looked at. But look, the, it, I will at least say this. This as it stands right now, whether it's Co, Eklund, Bortolo, Robbins, Merkley, this is the most excited I've ever been about the Sharks pipeline ever, yeah. without a doubt. And it just, if anything, it makes me want to spin myself into oblivion asking why wasn't Tim Burke promoted, demoted, whatever? <laughs> Why wasn't Junior given the reins a few seasons earlier? Because, I mean, there's that stretch, what, 12 through 14, where it's like three straight drafts of just shit. And then you look at the last three drafts and you're going, oh, this, yeah. this could be fun. So Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the Barracuda next year. Mm -hmm. New barn, uh, new I faces. I don't know who's playing the blue line for them, but I think goaltending is going to be better. The scoring's going to, it has to be better, the, but the defense is still a big question mark and it's going to be interesting to see how they, what they do there. And like, and maybe, you know, and maybe guys are healthy and, you know, a guy like a guy's like Magna and Malosh go back down. I think Malosh, I think Malosh is, is, is probably a tweener. I think yeah. he's, he's not good, but I think a lot of, the problems with Magnum Malash this year have been they've been trying to play ahead of where they should be playing by just because of the way that the things crumbled. And if you look at that extends down to the Barracuda too, right? And Kevin Lacey will tell you this as well is like, yeah, like the goaltending wasn't good, but like the defense on this team <laughs> was atrocious because it was completely pillaged by the Sharks. The Sharks absolutely pillaged that blue line. So you got guys that are ECHLers, you know, trying to play big minutes on an AHL team, and it's just, it's not going to work. But that's what the Cuda's there for, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, and, and that is what they're there for. But, I, I mean, it does, you know, like if you want to know what went wrong with the Barracuda this year, a big part of it is that the blue line got absolutely pillaged. <laughs> Love it. So you can follow him at Ian Bloggs Hockey. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. And that dude in the middle represent at hockey underscore jerk. <laughs> remember to leave your take in the comment section of this YouTube video if you weren't able to watch it live. Remember, uh, we're going to be giving away a couple of these teal together fan appreciation jerseys next week in our final episode of the Pucknologist before Jerk and I take a break because as Jerk will tell you, we have a contract, and we are not oblig obligated to appear if the Sharks don't play within one calendar week, and that is going to end next week. So now we're we're still going to be around. Yeah, you know, um, I, there will be summer content. I don't know what summer content looks like yet. Um, I don't like. I'm not going to sit here and I wish I could tell you. Yeah, you know, and the summer is going to happen, and teaching is going to happen, and everything's going to be good. I don't. I'm I'm, I'm not promising that because I don't know what the plan is but we will do something we always do absolutely i mean uh look <laughs> this is that'll be the final pucknologist episode of this season before we do the annual hiatus but we will go live there will be shows over the summer dude there's the draft lottery there's yep. the draft free agent frenzy 
There's going to be new jerseys revealed this season, whether it's uh, the Sharks or the Barracuda, both. There's reverse retro jerseys, 2.0 rolling. There's going to be a tour of the new Cuda Arena. Uh, there could very well be a an announcement that a new GM is coming down the pipe for the Sharks. So when the Sharks news happens, we will be on in some way, shape, or form. Teal Town Live, Teal Tinted Glasses, something is going to be rolling. So Teal, teal something. <laughs> I guarantee you, it's gonna be fucking teal's gonna be in there, man. <laughs> it'll be it'll be teal something. I promise you that. Um, but yeah, no, like when news when sharks news breaks, we fix it. <laughs> Dude, we have to, we have to. Uh, can we add that to our uh, Stephen? Somebody get the uh, somebody in the truck. Get that on. Get that quote on our cover photo for Twitter, please. So, uh, famous last words for you, Ian. And thank you so much for filling in for the jerk man. Yeah, um, awesome, awesome being on tonight. I'm glad uh, I was glad to fill in, and I'm, I thought we had a good show. Um, appreciate everyone in the chat. Obviously, uh, this is actually I don't think I'm scheduled to do any more after darks this year, so this is my last hurrah of the season. Again, I will be here um, whenever stuff happens. I'm sure if I'm home, I will be on here talking about all the stuff that happens this summer. But um, this is my last technical show of the year um so i appreciate everyone who uh takes time to listen interact with me on twitter positive negative whatever appreciate it all um and you know thanks guys because obviously without you guys um i would just be some dork talking to no one on youtube and i'd be sad well we, we might have to get you in next week since it's the last one of the season we, we gotta get your i'm game we gotta get your picks for sure so uh for me like i said uh just join us next week. We're going to wrap up the week, the season. We're going to have the playoff picks. We're going to be giving away a couple of these fan appreciation jerseys. So it uh, should be a good one. Uh, I don't know if somebody's going to be able to break it to Hockey Jerk that somebody donated 100 earlier to because he wasn't here. I, somebody will have to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, poor Jerk, man. <sighs> poor Jerk. But, hey, he was too busy giving that bump. So... Everybody, do us a favor. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on social media, whichever one you prefer. And if you listen to the podcast on something like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, what, there's so many podcast apps, but whichever one you prefer, do us a favor. Leave us uh, five stars or a cool review. Say something nice. Uh, help us out. We uh, certainly appreciate that. Help spread the word of Teal something, as Ian put it. Uh, yes. <laughs> subscribe to the content, leave a review that always helps. And uh, you can find links to our social media, the podcast apps, and more in the description below on whatever one you're checking us out on. Uh, and you can always find everything on tealtownusa.com. Remember, we have uh, what three more, right? We got uh, three more. Anaheim, Edmonton, and Seattle. And what does that mean? That means there are going to be at least three more After Dark shows this week. So uh, they go on live following every single Sharks game. Make sure to go check those out. Thank you so much for your support tonight. Thank you so much to the guys who uh, threw in the donations. We totally appreciate that. Helps keep this commercial free. Absolutely. You do not, do not want to hear Ian talking about scaping his man. Manscaped. That's true. We, we don't. Nobody wants that. I don't want it. I, I don't or raid shadow legends. <laughs> None of that. Who who does uh is it is it Dangle? Is he the one that does manscaping? Oh, a lot. I mean, Manscaped throws around a lot of money on YouTube. But what, for, but what does um, Dangle ads? do though? 
I thought I've heard Adam do the whole Manscaped thing, and he'll go on for like Probably. three minutes, and I'm like, man, dude, mother, this this went from a podcast to an infomercial. <laughs> so, so we, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, when you watch us, donate, and uh, yeah, it helps helps keep it that you don't have to listen to three minutes of us popping off about uh, how to deal with your what? deal with your junk, yeah. or you know, your... stamps.com or Raid Shadow <laughs> Legends or all the usual suspects. Yeah, just, just, you know what. The business between you and your junk should stay your business. So there you go. Uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks for checking out show 161. Catch you next Sunday at our normal time, <laughs> 7 p.m. Uh oh, hold on. What do we have before I hit the the the, the rip no, cord? It's fine. Just just Sharky boy. <laughs> before I hit the rip cord. Oh, I want Ian to talk about manscaping. Well, you know no. what? He can do that in the no free ads, man. No free ads. Hashtag no free ads. He can do that in the Discord. We'll see. <laughs> no, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you there later. Uh, so anyway, good night, everybody. Catch you next week, normal time, 7 p.m. on Sunday, show 162, the final one of the season. Thanks, and uh, Jerk getting in one last one. Should the giveaway from tonight's game be the bracket challenge giveaway? Uh, what it? We'd have to know what you got, Jerk. So we'll discuss that next week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great night.